Good morning. I'm Dr. McDaniel. I'm a board-certified obstetrician-gynecologist in New York City, and I'm bringing to you all things health-related for women. Thank you for joining me at the corner today. And let's see, today I'm bringing, um, I guess it's story time. I have a patient I'll discuss that I saw a few weeks back, and it's just to highlight something simple uh, that... Um, recommendations for management. So uh, a patient who came in uh, maybe about a month ago or so, and she came in because she was complaining of a dry patch. And on um, discussion, she said that the dry patch had been coming and going for years, like three, four, five years or so. And it was always in the exact same spot. So it's always on the right outer lip, so the right labia majora, and um, she tried different things, seen different doctors, had it looked at, tried topicals and uh, creams and ointments, and it just seemed to keep coming back over and over again. So upon evaluation, I did see the dry patch she was talking about. It was about the size of um, maybe a really fat Kalamata olive, so about the size of, a, of an olive, and um, it's what I call elephant skin, so it was uh, gray, thick, and it looked like she'd been scratching it quite a bit. So as I told her, um, the evaluation is always the same, so first uh, I'll look at the patch, characterize it as I did, and then I'll also do vaginal swaps or cultures because sometimes um, the patch is what we call a contact dermatitis or a vulvitis, so it's from a chronic irritant, which is usually either uh, some kind of moisture, so urine, vaginal discharge, or sweat can all cause uh, a contact dermatitis or a vulvitis. So the skin is just exposed to a wet, irritating area, similar to a baby rash, diaper rash. It's exposed to a chronic irritant and the body responds to that with an inflammatory response. So the area gets discolored, um, changes, uh, it becomes what we call lichenified. So the, the skin gets thicker and thicker as kind of a protective measure against that chronic irritant. The problem is it's unusual to have when there's a wetness in the area, it's unusual for it to be just a spot like that. So um, I told her the evaluation is always, I'm going to take a look, I'll characterize it, and then to do vaginal swabs to see if there's a, a vaginal discharge that could potentially be the culprit. So in the meantime, I did the cultures, shouldn't have any obvious discharge or anything that would really be a problem. But I told her, in the meantime, what we would do is um, I would write her for a an antifungal and an anti-inflammatory because common things being common, it's usually a, a fungal infection because fungal infections are most commonly going to be infections that will occur in patches like that. So it's kind of like a ringworm or a tinea versicolor. Those are all fungal infections, and fungal infections are the most common 
kind of run-of-the-mill irritants that will occur in patches like that. And she had been dealing with this on and off for years. Fungal infections can occur for year after year after year. So I wrote her for uh, what we call, uh, we, we term steroids and in terms of potency. So she had already tried an over-the-counter steroid. So 1% hydrocortisone is a, a low potency, so the strength is low. And um, that worked for a little bit, but not not for the long haul. I wrote her for moderate potency. So um, ketoconazole is an antifungal and um, triamcinolone is a steroid. So um, I wrote her for um, ketoconazole shampoo. We call it shampoo, but it's body wash uh, for shampoo or body wash, antifungal, and then also for an antifungal and a steroid. So um, I wrote it for the nystatin. That seems to have a little broader coverage of fungal um, as an antifungal agent than just the ketoconazole. So I wrote it for the ketoconazole and the nystatin and the steroid moderate potency, which is the triamcinolone. And I asked her to do that for two, two to two and a half weeks and to get back to me. So she did that. Yeah, it's about four to six weeks ago now I'm thinking about it. So she did the wash and the topical and it pretty much uh, like 95% was gone. So that was easy. It was a fungal infection. So I told her when she came back in that even though it looks like it's pretty much gone, to now that we know it responded to that, to continue it for another seven to 10 days uh, to ensure that the fungal agent uh, completely cleared up. So she's off doing her homework for that. So that's an easy, simple solution if you have something similar to that, an itchy area, a dry patch that kind of waxes and wanes but doesn't completely go away. It's most commonly a fungus and an antifungal and a steroid will work. However, had that not worked, then the next step would be a biopsy. So taking a pinch of that area to send it to the lab to confirm that it's something that should be, uh, I should say, aggressively uh, attempted to be treated with topicals and that it's not a skin disorder. So a skin disorder, a dermatologic disorder that would need a different medication, a much higher, stronger potency steroid, or even for vulvar air, uh, problems, sometimes um, an estrogen topical will also treat certain vulvar problems. Um, in addition to that, what you could try at home, which would be easy and um, um, will often address fungal agents, regardless of the fungal agent, uh, apple cider vinegar works very uh, commonly, works for a lot of fungal agents. There are some soaps that you can buy over the counter. One soap is called Neem, N-E-E-M. That works really well. And tea tree oil, they come, they have a lot of soaps, tea tree oil. So either the neem or tea tree oil soaps, those work really well. If you do the soap, I would do the soap and after you're out of the bath or shower, apply the topical. So either topical tea tree oil. Now, if you use tea tree oil, you have to use it with a carrier. So I would add either Olive oil works well as an antifungal and an antibacterial. So I would do olive oil and tea tree oil, and I would do like a one to three 
um, or one to two. So 50, half tea tree, half olive oil, or like um, two thirds tea tree and one third olive oil. Mix that, apply that to the area after you're out of the shower tub. They also sell neem oil on the internet, online. You can always buy pretty much everything at uh, Amazon. So they do sell neem oil. So you could even just do like a third, a third, a third, a third neem, a third tea tree, and a third olive oil. And that works really well. In addition to that, actually coconut oil is also antifungal, antibacterial. So you could rub coconut oil or mix coconut oil and the tea tree oil. Those are simple, easy to obtain. And um, I, if you do the home remedy, the over-the-counter home remedy, I would do that for at least two to three weeks. And then needless to say, if you don't have any response, you're applying it in the morning and before bed. If you don't have any response, then yeah, you're going to want to see your gynecologist, have it evaluated, see if you need a prescription or a biopsy to determine if it really is something that should be, um, that where treatment should be attempted, um, assuming it's a fungal uh, versus a biopsy, which will confirm that it's either fungal, uh, an inflammatory response, or it's a skin disorder that needs um, specific management. So I hope that's helpful information on the dry patch. Thank you for joining me at the corner. This is Dr. McDaniel. Please make sure you check out the YouTube channel, the Facebook, uh, all of our podcasts are on all the usual platforms for podcasts. And then make sure you hit the like button, the subscribe button, and the follow buttons so that you can be the first to find out when new information is presented. Have a great rest of your day. Bye.